There's been a lot of talk in the news about toxic masculinity, but today we're gonna to talk about toxic femininity, how those play together, and what you need to do as a father to eliminate both. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood. I am Brian LaFauci. And I'm Patrick Marino. And today we're digging into toxic femininity, toxic masculinity, toxic everything. Today, today's a toxic podcast, right? We are. We're super toxic. We have our sunglasses on. We're too cool for school. We're, we're exuding toxic masculinity. To be fair, it's we've got sunglasses on because of the... We've chosen to do it outside, and with the sun, we were squinting too much, and that was our decision-making there. We are viewing enjoyment. So I think the easiest way to jump in today is to start with what everyone's been hearing you know, beat to death right now, which is the concept of toxic masculinity. Right? And having, having boys and having sons and, and obviously experiencing that myself, and you've experienced it, there's this feeling like being too much the, what is traditional as a man has been look, frowned upon. Right. Been looked on it bad and yeah and i don't think it's good for our boys i i agree and i think that's kind of what we're going to talk about today so let's lay and out i don't think it's good for our girls either we talked about that a little bit too i know you've got daughters i coached girls for many 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 years i feel like some of the you know we talk about these breakdowns of gender norms right so the idea before was boys go do this girls do that i think that i always value Freedom, I'm sure you probably do too, like freedom of choice. You don't want to tell your kid they can't do something because of the gender, gendered opinion about that, right? You can't do this if you're a boy. You can't do this if you're a girl. But at the same time, I feel like there is something still, whether it's still like deeply ingrained societally or whether it's hormonal and biological that defines our two genders. And I know that when I was coaching girls in particular... We had all these high achieving girls. They were, you know, in terms of masculine traits, they were super competitive. They were, you know, very aggressive. They were, you know, extremely confident in some areas. But I also felt like when they got to a certain age, because of whether it's hormonal or societal or whatever it is, um, they would start to break down because of the pressure of trying to be everything. And I don't know if that's good for our girls on the whole i don't think it's good either way but right. and when when you think about toxic masculinity what are the traits that kind of define that well a couple and, of things like i said i think competitiveness okay i think aggressiveness definitely aggressiveness i yeah. think that sits right at the top and, and that's i think both physical and verbal aggressiveness for sure assertiveness right, so, dominance yes. yep that concept that you know you in some way you're exuding like this Dominance was a great word. Aggressive, right. dominant, yes. Yeah. Um, or one of my favorite words, which is mansplain. Mansplaining. Yeah. You know Talking what, down to. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, I think that there's this thought that, and I think it's probably due to the gender norms, but also due to the way that, and this is you know just speaking off the cuff, right? A lot of females come into a situation, they come in with a chip on their shoulder, they come into a room, they want to be heard, they want to be felt, but at the same time. Whatever it is, again, societal or biological, they don't feel as confident as the man in the room. So the man is explaining things to the woman, talking down to a certain extent, right? And now that's mansplaining, right? So now the man has to be careful 
about how he talks to the woman because he's afraid he's going to explain things to her as a child when she's really maybe even more qualified than he is to talk about certain things. But I also, like, I've been watching the show Cheers. Okay. Religiously. Yep. Right? And Which I'm sure has a ton of this in it. Yeah, Boston show, right? But it's also, like, the character Cliff, Clavin, mm-hmm. is constantly just mansplaining to everybody. It doesn't matter whether they're a woman or a man. Like, like I, I think that, like, to a certain extent, mansplaining is just the way that we are when we're around each other. Right. So when there's a woman around who's not as assertive, now she feels like she's gotten talking, spoken down to. Yeah. But yeah. when it's a bunch of dudes just freaking hanging out, we're talking about something we know this little bit about, and all of a sudden now we're like we're experts on it, right? I heard this thing on the Joe bar Rogan knowledge. podcast. Good bar knowledge. Yeah, exactly. I heard this yeah. thing on the podcast or whatever, and now all of a sudden, like I'm an expert on it. Yeah. I just feel like that's the way we are. I you know? Agree. Yep. I agree. And there's definitely a little bit of just innate, like that. that's our Yeah, our I think DNA. that should be exactly. That's yeah, it's our assertiveness, our dominance, our wanting to be on top. Yeah. Right? So how are you on top? You say, okay, well, I know more than you. I'm, I, I'm smarter. And yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. So I agree. All those things are what we would consider um, toxic masculinity, yep. right? And, and I want to preface this that I am not agreeing that those things are toxic masculinity. I'm right. just we're trying to frame the conversation. Yeah. Right. And then kind of go from there. So, well, the toxicity comes in when you make somebody feel, even if it's a friend of yours. Yes. You make them feel like they're um, unable to speak up. Same thing with anybody, right? Woman or man. You, that The toxic part of it would be the fact that, A, you're not listening. We've talked about listening a lot. Right. 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 So you're not listening. You're assuming you're the most important smartest person in the room yep right and you're not giving people a chance so you're not learning yourself yeah so the toxic part of it is that you're not going to grow because you've taken this little bit of knowledge and you become an expert and now you've closed off the possibility of improving and learning so that's definitely the toxic part of it good toxic part also could be when we go on that boat later not letting the women drive exactly yeah (laughs) i got the butt you know i i'll drive the boat i'll drive the boat Good stuff. No, we would never let a woman drive. Never. Um, <laughs> to- toxic femininity what I, is not as prevalent, right? Those terms aren't kicked around as much. You don't hear them as much in the news. But in the same sense that you can define toxic masculinity, you can do the same thing with the other. And, wh- and what does that look like? Well, to me, that looks, that looks like an inability to assert yourself. Right. Right? Kind of getting... getting or is the term you use, like getting walked all over. Right. Right? Yeah. Be toxic femininity. I mean, that's a lot of the, when you look at things like the gender pay gap, or actually I was having conversations about this with people the other day, um, marketing in particular, right? Marketing is a field that's highly creative, mm-hmm. right? It tends to draw a lot of women, especially uh, in school. A yeah. lot of women take yeah. marketing in school, marketing communications, right? And they come out of school. And um, it's a very low paid position okay. it's one of those things where it's like you know the the dude starts a business and then like he hires like a female secretary and it's like oh you know we need to start doing marketing and it's like oh your daughter knows the internet you know what i mean or like you know she can you know draw something up for us and make us a logo like it's a very feminine thing but like as a result it is a very low paid thing and i think that one of the one of the i don't know i listen to a lot of, again like i'm mansplaining here right so like a lot of the gender pay gap is a man will walk into a negotiation mm-hmm. and sell himself to the point where he's overselling himself, right, to get more money. Yep. Whereas a woman will undersell 
and under promise. And because of that aspect of it, the woman ends up making less. She doesn't progress in her career as much because mm-hmm. she's not asserting herself. She's not being her own advocate. Whereas the man on the other side is too, is, you know, over we'll oversell, we'll bullshit, you know, yeah. and, and overpromise. And then when things don't go as well, like, you know, like it doesn't matter. I'm already in the place where I'm making more money and I'm higher up in the, right. Right. In the chain. And the other one that you brought up when we were kind of talking about this, but I think is really good is, uh, you know, appearance over substance mm-hmm. might be the word, right? So, so on that toxic femininity, it's more of a concern with, with how I look as opposed to what I can deliver, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think all of these things exist out there in some fashion. The problem that we see and the problem, and to bring this back where we want to deliver it from as parents, is how do we address our kids with all of these things getting kicked out there? Teachers are kicking this stuff out right. there, right? They're people that are, they, they exit our circle and they hear this. I think there's a lot on uh, social media too. Absolutely. TikTok social in particular, media, well, you know, where it's like they're hearing, like, they're, th- they're hearing things about how to, you know not be toxic i think they just they get that constantly because it's so prevalent out there well what does that mean to be toxic to to me what i hear when i hear the word toxic is i hear any sort of any one of these things are in my mind 100 percent important in society it is important to have aggression it is important to have you know to be an advocate it is important to know when to not assert yourself and to be passive, right? Mm-hmm. It is important to know when appearance matters, right? Over, you know, all of those things, they all fall into this continuum of, I don't care if I'm talking to my son or my daughter. I want to educate them on the fact that in the, in the world, I, what I tr- don't believe is I don't believe there will ever be or should ever be a utopia where... And ironically, when you talk about utopia, people always say the utopia is getting rid of the masculine pieces. Right. That brings you to the utopia. That, to me, is a flaw in in the narrative. Right. Hands down. The utopia is, there's really a utopia. It's all of these things, knowing to when to be aggressive, assertive, passive. Like, we can go all the way down the list, the things we would consider toxic masculinity, toxic femininity. And they all have a place. Right. Right? So what do we want to teach our kids? We want to teach our kids the fact that you, the the real answer for you here, I believe, is that you understand that those traditional roles, like you said, that, you know, the the things we think of traditionally as, as masculine and feminine, well, just get rid of that. Get rid of the whole masculine and feminine conversation out of that whole thing and understand teaching when someone needs to be asserting themselves what are the what are the situational criteria to know when to assert yourself what are the situational criteria to know when to not assert yourself take a back seat and and be able to be the passive observer or let someone else lead in the military that you know they evaluate you when you go through a lot of the formalized trainings on your leadership ability and your followership ability Right. And you get graded on that. Like, okay, great. You can step up and you can lead the group. But when you're not in charge, are you an asshole? Mm-hmm. Do you cause discontent among the whole organiz- whole group because you're not comfortable with not being the one in charge? Right. You know, and they'll, they'll 
critique you on it. They'll train you on, on that because sometimes you do have to be the assertive leader and sometimes you have to know when to shut up and let someone else lead right. and be passive and be a good follower. And that whole, you know, that whole dynamic is how do we teach that to kids? Right. How do we, how do we impart upon them that <clears throat> there is a dynamic and what is it, when does it become quote unquote toxic? All right, well, that's a slippery gray slope, but usually it's, well, in that situation, you went here. Right. Usually an extre- it's an extreme. Yes. You know? and, it, and it's not just, you know, and it's extreme based on circumstance. So the people that we may look at and say, well, they're a toxic, ma- you know, they, they have toxic masculine behavior, toxic feminine behavior. Those people are existing in that far end of the spectrum too frequently. Right. All the time. Right. And right. not having a balance in between when they should be there. Right. But what happens is those, you, you know, the, the, and they might be the 1%. But the 1% now means that if you know when to react that way, like coaching is a prime example. As a coach, there are times where you need to show frustration, aggression. Like you need to show that to convey a point. Right. And I don't agree with the people that say, no, you never should have to do that. Well, right. that's just bullshit because then, then nobody knows where you are in the paradigm, right? right? Where you confuse people is if you're always there, they don't know when you're What really... happens in coaching is usually both both things don't work or they work for a certain period of time, right? You get the the Bill Parcells who comes in, shakes shit up, throws things around. Everybody freaking wants to run through a wall for him. And at some point after three or four years, they're just like, I'm just freaking done being talked down to and, you know, like, and I can't do this anymore. And then you get the coach's coach, the player's coach comes in. Right, and all of a sudden everybody's happy again, right? And they want to play again, right? And then, and then three or four years later, they start walking all over the players' coach, right? So it's like, that's usually where we're at, right? <laughs> it's the extremes, yep. right? I was thinking about um, listening to respond a little bit, a little bit when you're talking about the utopia, right? I think we when we when you see things like, especially like futuristic shows, especially sci-fi, you got like everybody's got their head shaved, and you can't tell whether it's the man or the woman, right? Because we're all at peace. Right, but generally what happens a lot of a lot of times is somebody aggressive comes in and disrupts the peace. And that's the whole freaking movie or show. Right? Because I don't know if you can take that part out of our nature. You know, it's like we're all tr- always trying to get a one up on each other. That's that's survival. You know, there's, a, there's there aren't there's limited resources out there, right? So if we don't have that capacity to try and take advantage of that we better as fuck be in the utopia because otherwise we're in big trouble right so that's why you want to make sure that especially with our boys right because our boys are the ones that are being told that these things are are toxic right so it's like hey yeah you want to be a good sport but like you got to compete right you want to compete you want to use that to the best of your ability you want to you want to use that testosterone that's coming through you and you want to funnel it in a positive way right you don't want to hurt people you don't want to hit your female counterpart. You don't want to hit your male counterpart, right? You don't want to you don't want to prey on people that are weaker. But your competitiveness is what's ultimately going to help your yourself survive, your family survive. And like if we if we take that out of them, they're not going to have the survival skills. Somebody's going to take advantage of that, you know. And I think that that's a big part of it. I know that you know I've got a boy. Like I'm constantly worried about what he's being told, and I am worried that that will be taught out at school 
socialized out or coached out. He does have a lot of girl friends, you know, friends that are girls. Like, I don't want him hanging out with that, that that will, he'll lose that part of it. You know, he'll be too quote unquote nice because I don't want him to get walked over. So we right. certainly have to point out the areas like, hey, you have to be a serve. But at the same time, he can be a little, he can be a little prick if an adult's talking to him about something and he thinks he's the expert. You know, so then you have to talk about the listening knowing skills. When, knowing, yeah. knowing your role in the, the moment. Or just the role. listening skills or just yeah. give some of the benefit of the doubt. Take it in and maybe you're going to learn something. You, you become better that way. And you, I think that the way to frame it is to say, if we are wanting to be competitive and successful, right? Because ultimately the person on the top is the person who has the most stuff, is the one who's got the most power. Like if we want to be that person and, and maybe you don't need to be the most, maybe you don't have to be a hoarder but like you're at least successful enough that your family's going to be successful you have everything you need all of your needs met then you want to become better and you can incorporate all the stuff you can import, right. incorporate compassion in or you can incorporate um you know listening listening compassionately right because that's going to make not from the aspect that you want to make the other person feel better i think that's the way to do it sometimes it's not to say like it's not about just making him or her feel better by listening it's about improving yourself because now you've got more knowledge. You've listened, right? Now you've given that person the benefit. That you're, you, now you're better off as well. So it can't always just be about the other person. I think that that's where a lot of the balance is wrong right now. It's like we want to make every, we want to be kind. We yeah. want to be nice. But, and it makes us feel good. But it's not about empowerment, right? It's not about like how do we make our child better? Like I think that if we can add the aggressiveness and assertiveness to the female side and if we can add a little bit of listening and compassion from the benefit for the benefit of, of you not just to feel good and to be nice yeah but see you're better yeah. you're a better person you're a better knowledge. learner you're better yeah you're better empathizer empathizer the empathizer is not a word you're a better empathizer you know yeah. you're doing all those things that are really quality skills and and knowing when to do them and you know i would say i think it's a great conversation i think we can go, we could have future conversations that are spin off of this. Right. I have a, a very uh, unique approach of this sort of conversation as it relates to what's going on in the transgender world right now. I'd love to talk about, but I think for our listeners, for the takeaway purpose of this right. today, I feel it's this, it's, it's remove the label, right? Remove mm. the labels that when we label things, we label yeah. things toxic that, that we, creates yeah. issues. When we label anything, we immediately create groups. Right. And the minute you create a group, then you're forcing people to say, I'm in this group or that. Get rid of the labels and teach, uh, teach on the principles. Right. That all these principles have their place and when and how to use them and when it's important to use them. You, you, wouldn't, you don't want to teach a kid that he always should be assertive and aggressive and you don't want to teach a kid they always should be passive and let someone else take the lead. Right. And everything in between that we're talking about, right? All the things that you're hearing, get rid of the labels and teach them that on a paradigm, these things all have their place. And recognizing the space when you need to integrate that. Right. And recognizing yes. that we're all humans and that this is a complicated world based on our nature. And if our nature changes, that's great, but it's not changing so fast. That I don't think it's changing as fast as people want it to change right our human nature yeah right because somebody's gonna if you are i mean you look at some of the 
toxic people out there like Andrew Tate. You follow Andrew Tate at all or anything that's going on with that stuff? So Andrew Tate's a very much... He's speaking to young men who've been told that their masculinity is toxic. Yeah. And he's preying upon them. You know, and he's offering them a, a, a very, very, very toxic form of masculinity. Because it feeds more into what they're naturally inclined for, which is their aggressiveness, their competitiveness, you know, their desire for more. Right? And he's feeding into that. And by denying it on the other side, by denying that masculinity can be positive, you're enabling the people who are going to be like, well, screw that. Like, you're a freaking man. Like, you know, you yeah. should be masculine. Yep. Like, and you're, 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 you're really, really setting yourself up for failure. Or the other area, which is, this is funny, funny story. So, um, I'm in the online dating world a little bit mm-hmm. in and out. And, uh, with the, with this femininity part in particular, there's been a lot of desire from the female side for males to be less toxic. And part of it is like to be doing the work. Yeah. Be in therapy. Yeah. Right. Do the work, work on yourself. Right. And a certain number of people, men, they go to therapy, they work on themselves and become better. Now they're more attractive to these, this, this part of the female side, but here's what's happened. Not all men are capable of doing the work. Of course not. Yeah. Not, yeah. But I not can tell, I can either. tell a female that I've been doing the work and I can say I'm in therapy. Right. Because it's a leg up for me on the dudes that aren't, right? And I guess like there was a t- statistic the other day and one of the things I was reading, it was like almost 500 men, men who say they're in therapy are getting like 500% more matches than <laughs> yeah, that's that like, once fantastic. I figured that out, like I'm just going to put you it in the, the profile. Algorithm. Yeah. I'm going to put it in the profile because like, I know that that's what women want. You want to hear me use it. And then the, you can read uh, stories about like Jonah Hill. He's using these terms, these therapy terms wrong because he's using them to manipulate the woman. Right. And it's like, if you don't, if you aren't aware that this is human nature, yeah. Then you're freaking and just you're just in big trouble. Like that's gonna like I think you said it's divisive. Yeah. Right. Instead of making us stronger, we're gonna divide ourselves farther. Absolutely. Right. So you have to just acknowledge that this is human nature, and as a parent, I think that's super, super important. We have nature. We have hormones. They cause certain things. If you're if you've got a boy, you want to harness it in a positive way, because otherwise they're gonna be drawn to and a potentially I would even really say, negative way. And I would even say, you know. A pulling boy or girl out of it. If you have a child that tends, you know, trends in any one of these directions, it's it's all about educating that, right? It's all about harnessing that. I the example I give is I will take boy girl aside. I'll be in a foxhole with with someone like Ronda Rousey over like a, a feminine um, like a feminine guy all day long, right? Right, because it. Has its benefits. And on that interruption, should we close things? Yeah, we should. We need to go drive around on the car. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Good stuff. Um, great talk today. I loved it. I thought it was great. I, we will do more on this because I think as parents, we're going to struggle with this. And we're going to have people in our kids' lives all the time who are teaching a message that is polarized. It's yep. just like we're talking about. And we need to balance that out. Yep. So we will continue to do that. I'm Brian Fauci. Patrick Marino. Until next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. 
If you like what you heard, subscribe to the channel, leave us a review, leave us a comment. And if you don't like what you heard, I know who does, your mom. So tell her we said hi.